Welcome, Campo and Joe, on the air. If you're checking us out on Facebook Live, totally appreciate it. Wherever you might find us on the 1010XL social channels or listen in. Joe C., XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays. Coach Campo, our head coach, as he joins us now. He is, I'm going to call him, I might start calling you Duval Dave because you're entrenched in the city of Jacksonville now. You're more Jaguar than anything else, but you do have some great Super Bowl memories from your times with the Cowboys. I do. Uh, you know, obviously it's a great, uh, was a great thing for my family, for mm-hmm. me. Uh, fantastic. And by the way, I am using we and are with the yeah. Jaguars. Yeah, you are. So I am, I am entrenched. You're yeah. right. Well, that's good. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now, we're going to do some Super Bowl talk this week. So we figured, you know, Campo and Joe, we're diving in on the free agency, uh, and we'll try and drill down on it as much as we can next week. We thought this week would be good to talk Super Bowl. Your Jaguars are only a couple of weekends removed from the season coming to a close. But now we got to look at the Chiefs, a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I thought, Coach, you might be able to give us some old stories from your Super Bowl days and then look at this game, and then we'll sneak a little free agency in at the end. Well, you know, obviously the first Super Bowl was the one that was most impactful back Mm -hmm. in 92. You know, we weren't expected to get there necessarily, and we'd gone from 1-15 and to a Super Bowl in four years. Uh, And, you know, you don't know what the magnitude, the first week you're staying at home, you're Mm -hmm. working just like it's a normal week, and you get the majority of the game plan in, and you don't really know what to expect. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got out there, and we were in a hotel right uh, on uh, in Santa Monica, right on the right. pier, right mm-hmm. next to the pier. And it was the media attention that probably caught me more than anything else right away. You know, it was just such a big deal. Uh, and even though the Cowboys, when we traveled during the season, there'd be 200 people in the lobby. Oh, yeah. They love them. come in. Yeah. They, they mean, love you know, their it was, Cowboys. Yeah. It was a big deal. And... But getting out there, uh, the number of people that were out there that were hanging around the hotel and, you know, doing those kind of things, that's the first thing that struck me. Mm-hmm. And the day of the before the game, mm-hmm. they have a, a media day on the field mm-hmm. itself. Right. So when you're having your walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about California for the, the Rose Bowl, where the, the game was, it's in a valley, and there's mountains around it. And you, when you come into the stadium, you go through a residential area, and then all of a sudden, there's the stadium down in the valley as you start down there. Right. And we got to the end of that, uh, uh, and that was the first time that I really it hit me that there were going to be 90 million people watching the game, and that it was going to be a a big deal because when we got down to the edge and I looked down at the stadium, there were like five or six blimps mm-hmm. flying around wow. the stadium. And we get down to it and there were 250,000 people mm-hmm. at the, whatever they call the day before the NFL. Yeah. The experience. experience. NFL experience. Yeah. And half of them had cowboy stuff on and half of them had Buffalo Bill stuff. And it was just, so much color and everything. And we're driving in on a bus. We get out of the bus and walk into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And there were a thousand media guys standing there in the stadium when we're right. getting ready for our walkthrough. Yeah. So it really pointed out how big the game was. And then the next thing that hit me was in the ball game. And we were standing there and Garth Brooks and Marley Matten were doing mm-hmm. the national anthem. Right. And at the end of the national anthem, 
the Jets hit. And when the Jets hit, it was everybody looked up. And I'm telling you that 80% had tears in their eyes, including me. And you felt like you could just jump up and grab the Jets. Mm -hmm. That's how exciting it was. Because the Rose Bowl goes down. in, And so that's why they were as close as they were. They were right on top of us almost. And and, folks that that are watching, we do Campo and Joe, we mainly talk Jaguar football. Some may not even realize you know, this man was a defensive coach and a defensive coordinator in three Super Bowl wins. You've got three Lombardis sitting in your in your man cave, three Super Bowl rings. And so, you know, this is a shot at Dallas right now. They haven't won anything since, okay? <laughs> they haven't won anything since. As long as the Jaguars have been around, you know, that was the last Super Bowl that the Dallas Cowboys yep, won. 1995, yeah, Super yeah. Bowl thirty. Yeah, but there's just so many good memories. So the the game itself, just how enormous is it? Everyone goes, wait a minute, it's just another game. It's not another game. No, I mean, you know, obviously, you know that that's it. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I always have when I talk to people, uh, talk to some groups or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, one of the things that I I I really feel strongly about is that there are only so many champions in this world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ways you can be a champion, whether it's a a husband, a champion, you know, husband or wife, a champion uh, teacher, a champion in in, in any number of businesses. Mm -hmm. And the feeling that I had in the game was really no different than the feeling that a a little league person or Mm -hmm. a state champion high school team would have. And I won a state championship as a high school coach. Mm-hmm. The feeling in that game was the same. It's just that there were a heck of a lot more people watching yeah, it. Yeah. And that actually put a little bit more of a cloud or a pressure mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. because of the that you knew the number of people that were counting on that ball game, you win it. Yeah, I, I believe it. I really do. And you can come up, like you said, with uh, certain scenarios that anybody has been in. If they're if they're uh, an athlete of any kind or a coach of any kind, you feel that whatever, however, you know, whatever level it's on. Now, when we think about this game in particular, and I asked you this on XL Primetime, so I'll ask uh, with our Campo and Joe, Pat Mahomes has got to be feeling just a little bit of pressure. Now, this is his third Super Bowl in four years. This cat has been amazing since Andy Reid says, okay, you're going to start the last game of whatever it was, 2019, and the rest has taken off like a rocket ship since then. Uh, They lose in the AFC Championship game the next year to Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the Patriots go to the Super Bowl. They win, and then lo and behold, he goes to Tampa, and he takes that team to the Super Bowl, and Pat Mahomes loses to him. So he's now 1-1 in Super Bowls. How much different will it be if he's two and one in the Super Bowls or one and two? Well, I think it, first of all, his legacy is going to be how many Super Bowls he mm-hmm. can win, and if he wants to be uh, the best ever, he's got a long way to go with yeah. Tom Brady sitting right. out there, you know. And I think you know just the idea that you know the brand gets bigger and bigger every time you're successful. Yeah, and so for him. You know, I think looking to the future and everything, this is a big ball game for him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having been in some, Mm -hmm. it's almost more about the team than it is you. Right. You know, really, uh, there's a camaraderie within the team. You know, when we have reunions now, the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl teams or even the national championship team at the University of Miami, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a feeling there that when you win one of those, right. you, you, you're 
you're in history. You're mm-hmm. you're there forever. Yeah. And each guy has their own camaraderie with that. And mm-hmm. I think that's almost more important than yeah. than the the legacy of. I won five Super right. Bowls or three or seven or whatever it is. And it's kind of like what we talked about with Tony Baselli. You've been up in Canton when you've seen uh, players, coaches that you coach with, like Jimmy Johnson, that went into the hall. That is a rare fraternity. That's a group of people that have something that they'll always be linked together uh, as a group. That that's that's special. Yeah, there's no question about it. And uh, you know, I think Pat uh, Mahomes, you know, is going to feel pressure, but. Uh, I think both quarterbacks are going to feel a little mm-hmm. bit of pressure because mm-hmm. it's it's a big ball game. Well, I'm going to come at it. Uh, this may be just as uh, moto, master of the obvious, I call it. But I'm just looking at it. I like catching points. You know that, Coach. Yes. If you're looking at the gambling side of this, they're catching one and a half points. I think it might even move a little bit more because I can just see some of that Philly money heading to Vegas and maybe moving it up a little bit. Everybody loves what the defense in Philadelphia has done. Hard to argue. Almost 80 sacks if you include the regular season and then right. a couple of playoff games. But Pat Mahomes, the last time he was in the Super Bowl, he got killed by that Tampa front. They they got after him. I just feel like he's a smarter player. He's taking shorter check down throws. Andy Reid is an experienced coach. I'm leaning experience versus inexperience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about that on the primetime mm-hmm. show about the fact that, you know, the experience of Andy Reid and mm-hmm. The combination of Andy yeah. and and uh, Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. that is a little bit of an advantage. And 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 to be honest with you, uh, even though I'm leaning towards Philadelphia right. because of the defense, mm-hmm. their offensive line is better right now than than it was. I oh, believe. Yeah. yeah. So you know that negates some of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, when you look at the teams that have won over the years. The team with the best defense has won the big game. No question. And, no question. You know, I experienced it, mm-hmm. you know, back in when we were in the Super Bowls. We didn't have that much recognition on defense, but we had, would not because we had the triplets. Mm-hmm. And, and the, 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 you know, the people want to see score and they want to see the excitement of the offensive uh, firepower. Right. But the team, when we, our team would not have won those Super Bowls had it not been for the defense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you look at the first Super Bowl, eight fumbles caused Whoa. in a game against the Buffalo Bills. Eight. Did you guys hear that? Eight. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking at the score. It was 52 to 17. You guys smoked them. And it really would have been more if Leon Lett. Mm-hmm, didn't true. decide to showboat on one he, one of those fumbles he picked up and was running all the way. Yeah, and then Steve Tasker came and popped the ball knocked out. Knocked it out of his head. It was BB. Was actually. it Don BB? It was Don BB. It was BB, yeah. 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 And so to me, the defense is really important. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and you know, I think Philadelphia is a tough, physical, aggressive football team. And I think defensively is going to make the difference in the game, even though I'm actually rooting right. for – I hate the Eagles. Yeah. But I'm actually rooting for Kansas City, but I, I'm leaning towards Philadelphia. And I, I, we talked about this on our podcast before. The Chiefs are second in sacks. They're a little bit of a distant second, but they're second in sacks, and they can provide some pressure. I think Lane Johnson is dealing with a, I think it's an adductor. Anyway, it's a torn uh, muscle, yeah, muscle in the core in the, area, yeah. which is pretty significant. They had another offensive lineman go down. So I actually think the pass rush flank. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, you know, that, that that bunch can do some things. But real quick, before we get back to the game, all right, one memory 
Cowboys 52, Buffalo Bills 17. What's the number one memory in the game that, you, that, that pops for you? They were ahead of us in the first, I think the score was 14 to 7. Okay. They were ahead. And they're driving. Mm -hmm. And they're down on about the four or five yard line going in. Right. And I'm standing next to uh, Ray Horton, who ended up, was one of our safeties. He was mm -hmm. our nickel safety. Right. And he ended up being a coach, is still a coach now. He's been in the NFL, uh, you know, for a number mm -hmm. of years. Mm -hmm. Smart guy. Yeah. So we're standing there and it's fourth down on the one yard line. And we're loaded up against the run. Mm hmm and he's looking at the sideline, and he sees two guys talking, and he reads the lips of the of the wow. whoever's talking over there. And he turns to me and he said, "Coach, they're going to throw it." And so I said, "Dave, they're going to throw it." And he said, "Nickel." Wow. And he ran the nickel on the field. And they threw it, and Thomas Everett intercepted the ball in the end zone. That's awesome. And that was the start of the of the deluge yeah, yeah. for the rest of the ball game. And then it went 52-17, down by a touch, and you ended up winning 52-17. All right, the next one, Dallas Cowboys over the Bills 30-13. to What's the first thing that jumps in your head there? The first thing that jumps in my head there was that O.J. Simpson, who I had never met, Mm -hmm. was one of the commentators in that game with Atlanta. 1994. And, he was... And, and, wow. and, and, uh, a lot changed for OJ after that. And I met him at halftime. I mean, at uh, before the ball game. Wow. And we had a conversation. I had never met him before. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that four months later in June, he'd be accused of murder. His That's wife. incredible. That's the first thing that sticks out. But the other thing that sticks out is we were behind in that game, 14-7 mm -hmm. to seven at the half. No panic. Jimmy said, look, they're going to turn the ball over, and we're going to win this football game. We just have to take care of our own business, and we're going to run the football. Mm -hmm. So get ready for it. Yeah. We come out. Thurman Thomas fumbles. James Washington on safety picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown, 14-14. to 14. James Washington intercepts Kelly twice in the second half. Emmett in one drive, eight carries in a row for something like 65 yards at a touchdown. Insane. Game's insane. over. It really, I, I love hearing it because the belief was there and then the results came after that. Last one for you because they won three Super Bowls over four years. You were the defensive coordinator. Dallas Cowboys 27, Pittsburgh Steelers 17, 1996. A lot closer than the score indicates. Mm -hmm. We had a rough year. We had some internal things that weren't really going well. We had to win the last couple ball games, one of which that that uh, uh, Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Williams, mm -hmm. our little receiver from Miami, who I recruited to Miami, right. caught a fourth down pass against the Giants, diving out of bounds. And we ended up kicking a field goal to win it. Mm -hmm. and And we ended up Home field advantage, getting to the ball game, mm -hmm. and uh, in the game, we had we were a four three defense, and the big defenses in the league that year with some of the three fours that were doing a lot of zone blitzes, which were absolutely new. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Fritz Shermer at, at Green Bay and right. uh, Dick LeBeau at Pittsburgh. Dick LeBeau at Pittsburgh. So I started studying what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And we, at the end of the year, put those things together into what we could do with the 4-3. And mm -hmm. we hadn't run them. And we got into the playoffs. We ran a couple. But in the Super Bowl, we ran, I think, about six of them. And two of them, Larry Brown, intercepted the ball with the offense thinking it was a man coverage and it was a zone and ran them both back. And That's we ended up Emmett putting them in the end zone and we ended up winning at the end. But they were actually driving and we were tuckered out because we just had a long drive against us and we turned the ball over and they were driving again. Mm -hmm. And the interception turned the game around. It's beautiful. It really is. And I love when... When Leon on XL Primetime and Coach, they trade bars back and forth. Steelers, he was on one side. Coach was on the other side. It really is good stuff. All right, so let's get back to this game real quick, and then we'll sneak in a little free agent talk at the end because there, there are a number of free agents that are on Philadelphia's team. They're really going to have some decisions to make after this offseason, depending on how it goes in this game, uh, whether they want to go back there, whether there's enough money to get them back there, all that kind of stuff. But let's go – Let's go to the Jalen Hurts part of this. We know what Pat Mahomes is capable of. He's proven it to us over and over and over. Jalen Hurts was on his way to an MVP before he got hurt. Right. Okay, so before he, I don't even know if we can even answer whether the shoulder is going to be any good or not. But how good can Jalen Hurts be in this game, and can he win this Super Bowl? How? Well, first of all, I, I, I really think he was he's going to be okay. I mean, I to be honest with you, the last ball game, I yeah. thought he, he threw the ball really good. Well, mm -hmm. so uh, I think the the wild card part of that whole thing is the fact the X factor is the fact that he can run the football, mm -hmm. and I mean run the football. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about just scrambling. You know, right? I mean, the guy had 700 and something yards rushing in yeah. in during the season, and so you know, to me, uh, he's capable of winning the Super Bowl because I think he's got some guys around him. He's got two receivers. Yeah. Both over a thousand yards, Devonta Smith and and AJ mm -hmm. Brown and the tight end Goddard. People, you know, look at Kelsey Goddard had seven hundred yards passing, mm -hmm. yeah. receiving. Yeah. So you know they've got quality guys. It's not like they're just, but they're a run first to set up the pass. And they've got Miles Sanders and Gainwell back. There. Absolutely, you know, and Scott. They, yeah. They yeah. Really Scott have, Boston Scott too. They, yeah. They've got three running backs that. Yeah. That, that are the different. When you look at the two teams, Kansas City has over three thousand yards mm -hmm. passing, mm -hmm. and and uh, the Eagles mm -hmm. have almost the same number with a combination. Right. So you know they're they're probably not as as sexy, mm -hmm. but they're very good offensively. Yeah. And Nick Sirianni versus Andy Reid. This is another kind of really cool dynamic. Talking about a guy who is, he is 100% in the Hall of Fame in Andy Reid. I believe that. And you got this other guy that you, you just would consider him an upstart, a guy that you don't know a whole lot about. First year, first year head coach last year, he makes it to the playoffs. They get embarrassed. They get knocked out. He's got him back and he's got him in the bowl this year. Are we talking about maybe a, a a Sean McVay type of entrance into the league if he yeah, can do it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I think he was a little bit undervalued yes. when he took the job. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were surprised he got it. Mm -hmm. You know, and 
Uh, I, I think he's done a great job with molding that team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they've done a good job of drafting and, and putting the team together. But, you know, he's he's doing some really good things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be experience against a young guy. And, you know, he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulders because Andy fired him. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. He oh, did. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he got the job in Kansas City, he was already on the staff and he yeah. let him go yeah. because he had a guy that was his guy. Yeah. That, he that was either Kafka or one of those guys that he was bringing well, in. Well, no, it was actually a, the, the assistant head coach that actually took his position. Oh, I can't remember the guy's okay, name, but okay. he'd have been a, he was a guy that was with Andy for a long period of time. He mm-hmm. wanted him on the staff and he was told at that time that Sirianni was an mm-hmm. up and coming guy. And, uh, you know, so there's a little bit, you could say whatever you want. There's a little bit of chip on there, yeah. you know, that I'd like to beat my, my mentor, but they're all basically from the same tree because yeah, Sirianni are. was on the staff with Doug Peterson. Yeah. And so they're all, and, they're all intertwined. Yeah. Right? And then when he got the job in Philly, he was under Frank Reich in Indianapolis yeah, and, yeah. He, and they plucked him from there. Yeah. But I do love it because you're right. The coaches are, they don't, they have long memories. They yeah, don't they forget. Do. Certain things like that. And he's, he looks like he's wired for Philadelphia. Yeah. Just a little angry, a little feisty, a little yeah, fiery. Yeah, it's a combination of things yeah, there. Yeah. No question. I, You know, it's going to be, you know, I think the thing that I like about Andy Reid that sticks out to me is is the fact that he has a knack of making critical calls mm-hmm. when it's needed. Yeah, yeah. And some of that is that the quarterback can execute about anything that mm-hmm. he wants him to be executing. Yeah. But he, you know, you look at the fourth down percentages, mm-hmm. they're 75% on fourth down. That's key. You know, and that's big, you know, because those are critical calls better believe when it. those yeah. calls are made. Yeah. And, and the other thing I was going to say is that if you want to, like, take a look at Doug Peterson and the level, positive attitude that he has and kind of injects into his team, that's Andy Reid, too. Yeah, everybody loves Andy Reid. I yeah. mean, anybody that's played for him. You know, they, nobody really has anything bad to say about Andy. And I know Andy pretty well. We're in the Mm -hmm. same church and Mm -hmm. I've been to a few of his firesides that he's had with, with, uh, when I was in Kansas and he was at Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Uh, the guy is well loved by a lot of people. That's awesome. All right. But a slice of pizza. You and Andy Reid are splitting it. Is he getting five slices and you're getting three? No, no, he's getting a lot more than that. (laughs) Listen, I... When when he uh, won when they won their last game, I texted him. I said, "Andy, congratulations! I know you're excited about the game, but my real question is, did you get your cheeseburger?" And he said, <laughs> "He sent back. He said, yeah, the game was great, and the cheeseburger was great.' <laughs> I love that. All right, so let's uh, pair up. We just brought up Doug Peterson. I want to read this Peyton Manning quote about Trevor Lawrence, and and then we'll just maybe maybe throw a little free agent thought at him at the end. You got to make a pick too, Coach. By the way. Uh, with the Super Bowl before we're done. All right, right, but Peyton Manning, this is what he said about Trevor. The sky is the limit with this guy. I like the way he carries himself. They had great success this year uh, and kind of sent a message to the rest of the AFC that Jacksonville's here. I expect great things out of him in the next years. Hard to argue with that. Absolutely. That doesn't surprise me at Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy's special, no doubt. And as, as bad as the Pro Bowl product was, it's great for Trevor to be around a guy like that. You know, that was a very interesting because I, I really didn't think of it that way, but I was just reading an article this mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, I'm definitely getting old. I can't ah, remember right. who said it, but it was one of the Pro Bowl, one of the pro guys mm-hmm. that said, 
even though it was flag football and uh, the oh, it was Ray Lewis. Okay, Ray Lewis made the comment that that uh, you know when he was in the Pro Bowl, a lot of things that he learned was being around guys. All of them are talented. That's a good point. But he learned that how much those guys study, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know that's one thing that Trevor, if he's going to be great, right. You know, it's invaluable. It's invaluable. And he also made the comment that flag football teaches defensive guys because to grab the flag, you got to come under control, the balance. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there's something that can be gained anytime you're around really good players that, 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 uh, you can learn. And from everything you gather, he was in the, in the middle of a lot of opportunities, not just playing the game, but hanging out, developing relationships, picking somebody's brain, learning a little bit about it, st- measuring his game against somebody else's. I think that's all huge. No question. And, and, you know, you learn something, champions. I like to be around champions yeah. because you there's an aura about them. Right. You that's know, why we're that, hanging out with Marsh. I mean, yeah, honestly, when I'm with our chief, our, yeah, our yeah. main guy uh, running the show here. Yeah. Uh, I learn something every day. Yeah, he, he knows. It's he, tough to argue with the facts. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the game. Who do you like in this game? Because I'm leaning Kansas City. I'm leaning experience. I'm leaning what Mahomes has done better at better at this year than he has done before. He is not necessarily taking less chances, but he is hitting more targets and making more plays. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm rooting yeah. for him. Yeah, I think Philadelphia is going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be if if their receivers mm-hmm. and Mahomes are close to a hundred percent. Right. It's going to be a tight ball game right to the end. And yeah. I can see Philadelphia. I can see why it's a one-and-a-half yeah. point spread. I like Philadelphia because of the defense. I think they're going to win, I'm going to say, 27-24, okay. Philadelphia. And you know, the other thing, Coach, there there's definitely a big question mark as far as the injuries are concerned. They really... They were they were really hit hard. Kansas City was yes. with the injuries, particularly at the wide receivers. And that's, that's why I'm leaning the other way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the toughness and the physicalness and all that is going to favor Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And there's no weather concerns. Uh, you know, it's it's just go play the game, and I like Philadelphia. All right, so next week, I don't know if there'll be a theme, but we will do our Campo and Joe podcast on Valentine's Day. So, you know, big hearts to the Jaguar fans and all that. But the next day, Calvin Ridley likely to be reinstated to the Jacksonville Jag or to the Jaguars, reinstated into the league, and then officially can come join the Jaguars. How exciting will that be for for Doug Peterson and company? Oh, I I think that's one of the that's keys. like that's like getting the best free agent. Absolutely, right? no question about it. That's why they that's why they gambled on him and mm-hmm. went after him mm-hmm. before anybody could else could get involved. Mm-hmm. There's no question that if he's the same as when he left mm-hmm. or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a he's what you would call a, in our terms, a true number one. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a guy that can take the top off of the defense. And, you know, he, you talk about that, uh, you know, talking about the X factor. Right. He could be the X factor in this team really taking off a year yeah. from now. All right. I love it. All right. So we won't know next week if it's official, but we expect that it will. And then we'll start to look at the free agents, react to the Super Bowl. Good stuff, coach. Enjoy it as always. Dave Campo, Joe C. Campo and Joe, thanks for tuning in.